All right, everybody. I owe the family of Cormac McCarthy an apology. Um, our no recording. <laughs> well, look. So here's the thing. Our recording was. Oh. Oh no, he's been assassinated by Cormac McCarthy's family. This is no good. They're trying to silence him. Is what they're trying to do. Uh, for whatever heinous crimes he has committed. Oh. And uh, that's why I'm not sorry, actually. I changed my mind. Okay. Um, so, <laughs> no, yeah. Starting we're, we're starting off strong. Yeah, it's, or in the very least, on brand. No. Oh, my God. God. There we go. Here he is. I always forget that there's that thing that it does. How charming. Uh, look, the Unabomber died. We all know this. Mm-hmm. Um, by now, the news has gotten around. I had to sit and think about the level of ironic standing of terrorists that I do because I had about 10 people text me without like attaching a headline or anything, just like, I'm sorry for your loss. Uh, and they all knew that I would know what they were talking about, which. And they were correct. Was, they were correct, which was cause for reflection on my end. But, you know, I was planning to pretend to be very sad about it, you know, oh, what, a, what a tragedy. And then I uh, Cormac McCarthy died and it like genuinely ruined my day when I found out. So I can't explain it. But I feel like that happened to punish me. Um, ah. And that's that's why I owe his family an apology. Because um, it all it's all it's all about me, obviously. Um, I kind of want to jump straight into what we're talking about. Yeah, I can't think about anything other than this. I've been thinking about it all day. Guys, we're back to talking about Doug, folks. How, how great is Doug? Big news for my friend from school who recently started listening and doesn't know who this guy is. Strap the fuck in, buddy. We've got just a crash course in Doug. Oh my god. I yeah, so how do we want to Okay, I want to start this off guy? by saying this is the first nostalgia critic video that all of the top comments are hate comments. And they're so mean too. Like they're they aren't so like mean. <laughs> They're not like constructive criticism. <laughs> um, holy shit. Oh my god. Um, I just looked at like the top comment. Just starts with you can't tell. You can't. You can tell that this is what Doug always wanted to do. Suburban nights into boldly flee were basically four hour long demo reels, which is so. I mean. There would be a case for that being a nice video if, uh, you know, I mean, a nice comment if you removed saw the context. video. Yeah, if you removed all context, you'd be like, yeah, you can feel the passion in this. But then you remember what Suburban Nights into Boldly Flee are, and you go, ooh. Okay. Well, I <laughs> I don't know if you've read the responses to that comment, but those are even better. Oh, let's take a look. So we have uh, <laughs> the last 10 years of Nostalgia Critic was basically demo reel. And then even more scathing, or rather, more specifically, it was his petty, bitter, spitefully passive aggressive attempt to punish us for not watching his pre- precious magnum opus demo reel after it quickly and inevitably turned into a magnum anus laughing stock that doomed him to bring back the nostalgia critic forever, trapping him in a purgatory of his own making. Oh, holy shit, dude. <laughs> like, I mean, how do you come back from that? Uh, Magnum anus laughing stock. Wow, that's devastating, dude. Like, I mean, I I don't know what I would if anyone said that if anyone called my mag. Hey, this implies that I'm you know like making something that I think of as my magnum opus. But if I ever release something and there's people, and somebody said magnus opus, more like magnus anus. Yeah, I would I would I'd shoot myself. myself. Murder suicide. I would kill him and then myself. <laughs> Oh, no. But um, but yeah, okay. So we need to. I feel like we might need to. We've talked about demo reel before, but it's been a minute. Yeah, let's. We need let's to bring it down a little bit. Yeah. So guys, we're jumping out of order. Demo reel was initially going to be a a little special thing for later, but you know, we started. We needed it. We lost we needed a little steam. It. So now it's a special thing for right now. It's you know it's mm-hmm. like the whiskey that you keep in the medicine cabinet. You know where you're like this was going to be for. Well, it's a rainy day now. Actually, I'm drinking this <laughs> all today, hypothetically. Yeah. Um, and the day yesterday. Uh, 
But yeah, we're, we're revisiting this. So after the Nostalgia Critics final movie, well, after the, the final Channel Awesome crossover movie. Which we will be watching on Christmas this year, I believe. Yeah, we'll be watching it on or very close to Christmas. Maybe not actually Christmas. Well, maybe not Christmas Day. Maybe we'll Boxing Day. Yeah, we Christmas can say. Christmas Day, but well, we, we could. Maybe I'll release it on Christmas Day. Ooh, okay. So we'll release it. Early. Uh, okay, okay, yeah. But uh, anyway, join the Discord. You can. We'll live stream it together. It's always mm-hmm. fun. This is how we celebrate the holidays: is we seal ourselves away in various rooms to avoid our family and then watch things that we don't like with people we do. Um, yeah. It's great. It's um, it's a wonderful time. So after his last movie, to boldly flee. Well, at the end of his last movie, I do. Uh, yes. Just he slight spoiler. Kills. <laughs> slight spoiler. He kills the nostalgic critic. And now you might be thinking, <laughs> but isn't he the nostalgic critic? And no, he is Doug Walker. They have a conversation about it. Mhm. They are two separate entities. But at this point in the timeline, the nostalgia critic is dead and gone, buried over. And, and I would like to note, he gave no one any heads up. And you know what? You can blindside your audience with something like that. Sure, whatever, man. You know, like they killed Jon Snow. Yeah, you can you can do something like that. Yeah. But you like should a probably tell. Style blindsiding <laughs> your allies, like. Yeah, you should probably like tell all of the other people on your website that you're going to do that sort of thing so they can like know um several people who were involved with the movie didn't know the nostalgia critic was going to die until the day of filming uh and they all went hey doug so we all are on this website together this might cause some problems for me and he was like i don't think it will because i've got something even better planned and what did he have better planned a crowdfunded uh series <laughs> That was going to be a uh, series of sketches, I believe, was the original idea. Yeah, it was. Um, but he greatly misappropriated funds. And yeah, they raised two hundred thousand dollars for this. Yeah, the budget on this is crazy. But you watch it and you go, now, where did that budget go? And I'll tell you where that budget went to the warehouse they're filming in. <laughs> <laughs> it's just I could film something that looks better. Right now, with no money at all. We are just, filming something that looks better. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Shitty internet and all. We are doing better than Demo Reel. And <laughs> also, I know nothing about film. But even I know that you should probably, like, you know, color correct your video and things like that. Yeah, color yeah. balancing is a it, thing. Yeah. Just get I, a white sheet. It's not that hard. So easy. It's It's very simple, actually. But... Oh, well, it's I want to say uh, some of the things that I didn't hate about Demo Reel. All right. Okay. The girl's acting. She was doing her best. She is really trying to sell it, um, yes. which, you know, you you got to hand it to her. She's trying. This concludes my segment. Things I liked about Demo Reel. There were two jokes that I. I didn't laugh I at guess, them. I guess we should say what Demo Reel actually right, became, yes. which is a <sighs> mockumentary style making of of Demo uh, Reel. Yeah, so Demo Reel is both the – it's like if Dark Place sucked is the, uh, is the pitch like I'm going to give you Place guys. Sucked. Yeah. So uh, Demo Reel is the uh, – it's the fictional show run Demo by – yeah, yeah, it's run by Donnie Dupre is Doug's character. Donnie Dupre. Uh, and it is a they go through and they re- seem to be remaking movies, like but, low budget remakes of movies that already exist. Yeah, because he's trying to get into Hollywood, and so to show that he can make movies, he's making movies that have already been made. Uh, and he's also clearly supposed to be a sort of delusional narcissist. Which is so funny. Because it, yeah, I Doug is looking <laughs> into a mirror and going, Well, that's not me. Yeah, he's going he's looking into a mirror I'm and going, Look at this funny guy. window. Like, look at the silly <laughs> man on the other side of that window. Um, <laughs> this guy who isn't funny and he thinks that he can make movies better. What a fool he would be. Anyway. So in, um, in this episode. They have decided to remake 
the entire Dark Knight trilogy as one movie, i.e. Spider-Man 3 style, where they're all, all, they're the all villains, villains at once. Also, yeah. as a side note, Spider-Man 3, fucking rules. I will go to bat for it any day. I don't care, people. I'll post Could my address. I'll make an edit of... <laughs> <laughs> this is a this is a random side note, but I was had the song King for a day started playing right. <laughs> okay. And there's a part of that song where it says like, "Hail Mary, forgive me," and I just want to edit that to where it's that scene in Spider Man where she's like praying the rosary and the call <laughs> <was> like. <laughs> where yes. she like barges in whenever it says like blood for blood, hearts beating. Yeah. Oh yes, absolutely. I need this. Um, and then it says, now fuck with this new B, and then she's dead. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, while we're on the Spider-Man side note, I saw the uh, the new Spider-Verse movie. Wow, it was good. Um, I'm so, I want to see it so bad. It looks so good. It, I think as a film, not quite as tight as the first one, which makes sense. It's hard to be as tight as the first one. Yeah. You, by definition, they're expanding the world and also setting things up for the next movie in line. So you sort of got to you got you've got a little more to juggle. Visually speaking, though, wowie, it is uh, just phenomenal. I don't know what to say. It's good. That's all. Now, back to things that we hate. Demo reel. It's it does not look as good as across the spider. It doesn't look as good. As the Sam Raimi Spider-Man movies, which I love, but don't look very good. So what were uh, the jokes that you liked? Oh, shit. Hang on. So, yeah, I, they didn't ma- even really make me smile. It was more just that, like, they didn't make me bare my teeth and cringe, you know? It was – they were a neutral experience. It's your shining light. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, because, I mean, I was being electrocuted. And then every now and then someone came in and they just like lifted the electrodes off of my body for like five seconds. I'm like, wow, that was a really nice experience. Just in comparison, it was perfect. Yeah. Uh, w- the one that I do remember is uh, it's the joke itself was bad, but there was like a two second moment where I was like, man, there was potential there. At the very end, when the police are trying to find the warehouse that Rachel's in and they go, if only there was a li- there was a landmark that could show us where it is. And then an explosion happens off frame and they all turn and look at it. Unfortunately, this was preceded by about 10 seconds of them riffing about how bad their GPS was. And uh, they just sort of held on the shot while everybody went, oh, there it is. And I was like, oh, well, okay." I feel like that, like. So why it became a mockumentary style was because they ran out of money. But I Mm -hmm. feel like another reason why it became a mockumentary style is because they realized what they were filming was bad. Yeah. And and that is the fundamental problem with Demo Reel is that it's it's trying to have everything both ways where it's supposed to be like Donnie Dupre and his two actor buddies and the German side character dude played by Rob Walker. Whoa, having a <laughs> Rob Walker play a Nazi was yeah. kind of left field, not going to yeah. lie. Rob Walker playing a Nazi is very similar to a Doug Walker playing a delusional narcissist who isn't as good, as funny as he <laughs> thinks he is, you know? <laughs> but, but yeah, Rob Walker jump scare, completely forgot he was in this. So prepare yep. yourselves because, guys, I you need to watch just this first oh, one. Yes. I'm begging you all, please go watch Demo Reel. Part one, The Dark Knight Begins Rising, or whatever they called it. Yeah, it's, The Dark Knight Begins Rising, part one. It's just, guys, we cannot, we're going to try our best. This was sort of like a spiritual experience. On some level, it's ineffable. No matter how much I try to convey this with language, you do just need to see it. But, yeah, the fundamental issue is that they're trying to make it both like, oh, these things are bad. But also, in this, the sketches... It's the same as everything else that Doug has ever done. Like in these in the world of Demo Reel, right? They're doing a remake of the movie. But half of the jokes in the movie are them like nitpicking at the plot in the way that they would to in an intro to a nostalgia critic video. Yeah. And I just don't know what the goal was there. I mean, I know what it is, and it's also, that Doug can't write anything else. But it's the fundamental problem of the trying to be so bad it's good. Where yeah. it never works. Nothing ever trying to be so bad it's good is so bad it's good. Except it just for Dark turns Boys. out bad. 
Yeah, the Dark Place is the <clears throat> exception to that rule, I suppose. Which I guess, well, even then, because Dark Place is, it's so bad it's good in a way that it loops back around to just being good by the end of it. Where you're like, actually, yeah. this is incredible. I love Dark Place, both the fake show and the real one. These are both yeah. masterpieces. Yeah, you can't try to be so bad that you're good. Do you think Doug watched Dark Place? I tried to figure it out because I, I did think <laughs> of that early on. I was like, wait a minute. This is just very similar where it's like, yeah, we have interviews with all the cast members and like the writer has delusions of grandeur. I couldn't find anything. I did find one thing that we'll talk about later on the IMDb trivia page. Oh, yes. But, uh, <laughs> so the girl character, the girl actor in this who is my shining okay, light it- of this episode. Oh, no, Matt's gone. Dang. So the 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 girl in this episode is kind of like a delusional actor, right? And she mm-hmm. keeps on wanting to play these roles that are like very bizarre. So she's done like a one woman Hamlet or not one woman Hamlet, but like gay Hamlet and a one woman Titanic. Right. Which both of which I think could be funny jokes. Yeah, that actually reminds me. That was the other joke that I like kind of liked was uh, she talked about her one woman play, Hamlet. And she said, and I know what you're thinking. Hamlet can't be a girl. And I was like, OK, that's that's pretty funny. That's not what I'd be thinking if I learned that someone did a one one person play. Uh, but, you know, that'd be impressive. One person Hamlet that'd is be cool. crazy. Yeah. Yeah, it, yeah. Funny in concept. Unfortunately, then they showed us. One woman Titanic and you went, oh, no, yeah. OK. It's <laughs> funny to say like she did a one woman show. And it was Hamlet. It's not funny to be like, here's her one woman show, Hamlet. Yeah. Yeah, it's uh, I mean, it's the same as I am it's actually another show that I think deserves comparison. I finally started watching Succession um, mm-hmm. because my roommates both moved out and I've been handling solitude really well um, by <laughs> doing things like deep cleaning the house and what doing puzzles while watching succession. But, you know, act, in all seriousness, it's been great. But Willa's play, for those who have watched succession in the audience, mm-hmm. it would not be funny if they showed us her play. Instead, no. just allude to the sand mites and her bad reviews. And that's all that we need because we've all seen a bad play before. We've all seen videos of a one woman show. We know none of them are good. And inevitably, we'll each be able to, similar to like a Lovecraftian horror kind of thing, we'll each (laughs) imagine something that is like bad and cringy in the way that most speaks to us. Mm -hmm. So unless you're really confident that you've got a really funny bit planned for this one woman show, just let us imagine it. And then we'll all do have a funny bit planned show just that snippet, you know? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Cut to that gag and then cut away. Yeah, like it. Five seconds tops. Mm-hmm. Like her mid musical number that she's trying to do, don't even give us a full sentence. And then we go, Woohoo, I sure would hate to watch that for any more time than I just did. Uh, and then we move on. Yep. Good Lord. Um, I, we've gotten distracted already. I think, uh, <laughs> so, something that nitpick that bothered me. Is why doesn't he have the Batman mask on correctly? Did he just think that was funny? I genuinely couldn't tell if that was like they bought a mask that didn't fit and then just tried to roll with it. Or if it was supposed to be like, wouldn't it be funny if the mask wasn't on right? Which, once again, to go back to the Dark Place comparison, right? The uh, part of what makes it work is that they clearly have a technical understanding, which is why things that don't work are so funny. Like... Whenever, like, they'll break, like, framing rules for shots or things like that. Or, like, someone will be just a little too low. Yeah. They've established what's good. And so when they do something that's not good, it stands out. You can't have it all be bad or else it just gets lost in this fucking pile of shit. Yeah. Because a demo reel, the demo reel sketches are visibly indistinguishable from everything else that Doug has ever done. Yeah. So how are we supposed to know that they're supposed to be bad? Because they weren't meant to be bad. He ran out of money. Yeah. And that's the other problem is that most of the jokes that are delivered in the sketches are clearly things that you're supposed to find funny. 
outside so of like the cave shouldn't be bad it's like this paradoxical exactly thing he's created it, it boggles the mind we can't guys <laughs> we're trying so hard to express this and we can't it just <laughs> you feel like you're staring into the mouth of madness as you watch this show because it just you you feel like you're missing something the whole time but you aren't and that's the most terrifying possibility of all that you've perfectly understood this thing. Um, anyway. There's a person in the comments who says, it's like Doug watched a few episodes of The Office and thought he could he could recreate the success by doing the same thing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's, it's trying to be all of those mockumentaries, right? Like it's, oh, it's just baffling. I do sort of, can we talk about the Rob Walker character for a second more though, yeah, actually? Yeah, we can. Somebody in the comments is praising him. Oh, please read me that comment. I'm going to go and try and find it here. Seeing Rob Walker with a rather good German accent and the, for Germans, absolutely hilarious joke. I think the girl would be called Stacy. The secret police were called Stasi or state security. Made me laugh so hard. That was some good writing and researching. <laughs> See, and here's the problem. That would have been a pretty good joke. If he didn't immediately after saying, I think her name was Stacy go or maybe it was Stotsy. I don't remember no. and then continue because because then you've taken the subtlety out of the joke you know it's like if a I don't know if I was trying to make a, a, an insensitive sketch about like a, an event that occurred in 2001 and someone was like anyway I'm off to the World Trade Center and then someone else looked at the camera and said it's September 11th 2001 by the <laughs> way actually and then that that would actually be pretty funny. Never mind. I'm <laughs> sorry. <laughs> okay, 9-11 is too funny. Um... <laughs> oh, it is. It is. I saw somebody say that... Uh, so... Somebody has previously compared, like, boiled down all nostalgia critic things, like, jokes to what if Batman met Mario, and that's really his what yep. if 9-11 was gay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, damn. Who was it that said that? I think that was Folding Ideas. I don't remember who it was, but I distinctly remember hearing that combination of words and going, like, mm -hmm. wow, that is damning. Dan Olsen. Um, Daniel, yeah, folding ideas. He, mm -hmm. his video on a, I have seen, I think, maybe every piece of, like, significant criticism on the nostalgia critic, which I really hate. Oh, and speaking of Mario, my least favorite joke in this oh. that goes on for so long. It's it's Batman meeting Mario. <laughs> it's it, like, it's it's Alfred going. You need a costume. Pick something you're scared of. And he goes through this list of costumes of things he's afraid of. Yeah. And he starts with Mario. Because he's he's afraid of Mario, you see, because he's I don't even remember what it is that. Why did he saying. rank Mario above spiders? Because like the Spider-Man joke. OK, whatever. You yeah. Know? Like, Spider -Man he comes out of Spider-Man suit and they're like, it's taken. And he's like, really? Hilarious. Yeah. It, the joke like the problem is, I feel if you wanted to do this sort of thing where it's like he has silly fears or he goes through fears that, you know, aren't bats. I feel that the first joke shouldn't the, the first one in that series of jokes shouldn't be the longest one. But he spends goes, like two minutes explaining why he thinks Mario is scary. It goes, Mario, where's Waldo? <laughs> Spider-Man, back to Mario and then bats. And then I think there's also like there's like one or two like quick ones, too, where he's like, I'm a witch or uh, I think like the stock market crashing. Another one that had potential oh, yeah, the stock market. I'm just talking about like the full costume. Changes. Yeah, the full. Those yeah. are them. Yeah. But he does oh, have Jesus like Christ. the housing crisis or something. Yeah. Which, again, you know, you could have made that one funny. You know, the the real estate billionaire. Yeah, he probably would be a little nervous about that sort of thing. But mm -hmm. nope. As always, uh. I feel like he just sits on the wrong jokes. He absolutely does. Well, he shouldn't be sitting on any of his jokes. Like I that's feel, just don't do that with jokes. Yeah, don't do that with your joke. Here's the thing. This is guys. I'm gonna 
if there's anything that a few years of comedy podcasting have taught me, mm-hmm. <laughs> it's that uh, you probably shouldn't spend more than two minutes on any one joke. Uh, it probably won't be worth it. This now, is do we follow those rules? Like, no. like any <laughs> formula, sometimes the best things are when they're broken. You yeah, know? sometimes you learn about one of the Duggar children downloading child pornography, and you've got to dedicate 15 minutes to I watched, minutes the, there's that. a new Duggar documentary on, uh... Oh, yeah, is it good? Um, I've watched the first, like, two episodes, and yeah, it's pretty good. Me and my mom were watching it. It's gonna be a it's weird... It's, like, horrifying. Yeah, I was gonna say, that's a weird one to sit down with your mom, I think, but... My mom was like, do you want to watch the Duggar documentary? <laughs> I've seen it twice, and I was like... Oh. <laughs> Whoa, okay, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, yeah, sure. Wait, I thought um, it was like a series. Is it? It is. It's like four episodes. Oh, okay. I was imagining so like. So it's like three or four hours total. And it's mostly about the IBLP. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's less about like the Duggars themselves. Which, fair enough. But like one of the Duggar kids is in it. One of like, I imagine one of the younger ones who was like taken care of in shifts or whatever. Like. No, one of the older ones that was like oh, extremely really? parentified. Well, I guess, yeah, that'll also, I I don't know why I'm acting as though any of the Duggar children wouldn't be in their right minds to go, this is insane, I'm leaving. Um, And also, like, one of Josh's victims, I think. Yeah. Yeah. There's two that left, I think, because my mom's read, like, the other one's book. I know Ginger. Damn, your mom is, like, the Duggar family expert. I did not know this. Yeah, Um, she's, like, the Duggar family expert, but, like, the ex- because she thinks like the quiverful movement and IVLP and everything is really fucked up because it is really fucked yeah, up. Yeah, <laughs> fair enough. <laughs> um, but yeah, she's definitely into like ex Duggar. Man, starting a side podcast with your mom called the Duggar Zone. Um, <laughs> um. Oh God. Woo. Um. <laughs> oh, but it's it's pretty good. It's pretty good. What's it on um, again? Prime. Cool. I will watch that at some point. Maybe I don't know. It's it's fine. Like yeah, it, it's kind of annoying because like they have one like YouTuber that they review <laughs> like an expert on the subject, and you're just like, why is she here? Oh, no, hang on. No, no there's her. hope for us. Yeah, I was gonna say, Jillian, if we can get on some like true crime documentary as like experts on Dave McGowan's writing. You still haven't even read it, but you just don't ever tell them. Um, I mean, there's hope for us. There is hope for us. And, like, no hate to her. I've seen a couple yeah. of her videos. They're fine. But, like, being like, <laughs> is she all really of these the expert? IBLP people, and then the expert on the Duggars, this YouTuber. And you're like, hmm. Yeah, that is pretty funny. Because um. they have, like, a pastor and, like,. <laughs> All these people that, like, make sense in context. And they're like, what's this girl with the pink and blue hair doing here? <laughs> that rocks. Okay, good for her. I'm on her side. Yeah. Um, right. Is there anything... They show the one woman Titanic clip, by the way, is, like, three minutes long. Yeah. I feel like. Like, and that whole like... one woman Titanic section. Yeah, and they, like, drape her panties over the... Uh the camera at the end too, which I didn't, I didn't like, understand what the joke was supposed to be there, but I didn't yeah, like it. It was like the draw me like one of your French girls thing. Right. Yeah. So she's doing her best with the material she is, has been given, but Doug's given her the material he gives to all female actors, which is which weird. Is, and sexual. she's dumb, but also a slut and horny. <laughs> and you're like, she's multi-layered. Yeah. You're like, wow, the perfect woman, but also, um, <laughs> She's dumb and also a bitch, and I hate her. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's it is it's very weird because yeah, all of the women that he writes, you're right, they're like simultaneously the most like Reddit brained women you've ever seen, but also like Rodney Dangerfield characters, where it's like my friggin' wife, am I right? But also she loves Princess Peach, so she's cool. Like, what what am I supposed to take away from this? She doesn't know what you're supposed to take away from this. That's just how he views women. Yeah, that's a very good point, which is, man, wow, that is dark. And the reason <laughs> I'm saying that is because we have nothing to believe the, in the contrary. He named a girl Nostalgia Chick. Like, yeah. Also, that is Nostalgia Chick's girlier character. stuff. Yeah, it's, oh. 
once again, that could have been such a good move, too. It could have been so smart. And I guess it was for Lindsay Ellis. Yeah. You know, before she got <laughs> she got bullied off the Internet for not liking Avatar <laughs> The Last Airbender <laughs> or whatever it was. <laughs> uh, another thing oh, that God. I think we're responsible for, but I'm never apologizing for that. Because um, <laughs> wasn't it like we talked about her and then like a week later that happened or something? Yeah. God. Oh, just so cool. Um, man, I wish that. It'd be crazy if she showed up in demo reel. I don't think she does, but I have no idea. I think it's. Up. I mean, Rob Walker was a jump scare because yeah, I thought uh, it was just Doug and actors. Yeah, that was dark seeing Rob show up. Um, but yeah, it's just I feel like my brain is short circuiting. There's so much more to discuss about this, but I can't think of anything right now. I, I just, just. He does a portion in black and white, but like none of the other portion like they have some black and white portions but not everything that's like you would think if you wanted part of it to be black and white it would delineate what's the show and what's not the show but But it's not that yeah because at first i also thought that because yeah the first like prolonged black and white scene isn't that them like sitting in the writer's room trying to figure out yeah and so i was like wait a minute did did i just forget that the other were in black no he didn't forget the other ones were in black and white they were in black and white. So, like, half the scenes that aren't in the show aren't in black and white, and then the other half of the scenes that aren't in the show aren't in black and white, and the show's not in black and white. So, like, a fourth of this is in black and white. Yeah, it's strange. I I didn't understand. It makes no sense. It does make no sense. Which, like, which we're saying a lot. The one Titanic but... scene wasn't in black and white. They do interviews with the director. Those aren't in black and white. But, like, the writer's room is in black and white, and, like, the actor green room or whatever is in black and white. Exactly. So it's, like, the behind-the-scenes stuff is in black and white, but not the interviews, which one would assume are also behind the, behind scenes. the, the scenes, since they're not the scenes. Also, this just looks like it was shot in, like, a warehouse in the town Twilight is in. Yeah. <laughs> It was shot in a warehouse, so we're half there. Um, it's also strange that there is, like, there almost none of it needed to be in a warehouse. No. In fact, Why the only thing— Why are they in this Stephanie Meyer bunker? I don't understand. <laughs> the only thing, arguably, that they needed to be in a warehouse for was the bit about how weird it was that they were filming in a warehouse. In yeah. which the, the joke was, like, what kind of idiot would try to film in a warehouse? And it's like, Doug— you, you're the one who did it. You spent $200,000 renting a warehouse. It's and people are like, he laundered the money. I'm like, no, he didn't. He's just an idiot. Exactly. That's the problem. I, Logan Paul, when he was like promoting like shit coins right before the crypto market crashed. And also yeah. once again, I know that wasn't an easy shot to call, but come on guys. It, we all called it. How did you how did this happen to you? The people who like are suing him because they're like, I lost five hundred thousand dollars investing in MILF token. And you're like, really? You looked at MILF token and you said, I'm putting half a million dollars on this. God, your money would be better spent burning it to watch the money go up. Anyway, but point being, when Logan Paul was doing that. I at least think that he was smart enough to understand that he was doing a cynical insider trading move. Yeah, it doesn't make it good. But he at least understood that the money that he was getting from people was not going towards what he said it would. No. Doug, it's like it's like if Doug was selling people snake oil that he thought would cure them. What all did they promise? So they promised. Yeah, I, I bet we can probably find the Kickstarter goal somewhere. I meant to pull those up before. Yeah, let me try. Here, while you do that, I'll share the fun fact that I found on IMDb. And I want you guys to just I'm going to say a couple years. I want you to keep some numbers in your mind. Indiegogo. All right. Uh, hang on. Let me go to the IMDb. All right. Here it is. Doug Walker and Rob Walker came up with the idea for this show, which is to say demo reel in 2007, just around the time that Doug had started the Nostalgia Critic, parentheses, 2007. 
identifying it as the first ever series to tackle sketch comedy that lampooned current movies. They cite home movies, parentheses, 1999, as their inspiration. However, when 2012 had rolled around, the idea was no longer fresh. Shows like Robot Chicken, parentheses, 2001, had since came around and did the same thing. So I would like to note, 2001 comes before 2007. It was not an original idea when they came up with it. No. It was just a significant, it was still somehow even less original when they finally got around to doing it. And that is one of two trivia notes about the show. The other one is Doug came, Doug went back to doing the Nostalgia Critic after this, uh, which is grim. That's what we have to look forward to, everybody. I'm reading, so I'm on this Indiegogo, which I, I think is it, um, I think this is it, but I just want to say the options for pledges are mm-hmm. hilarious. So the first one that shows up is forgot international shipping, $5 USD. Okay. <laughs> Powerful. For those who are outside the United States and forgot to add the $5 shipping charge. <laughs> That's... Great. Phenomenal. Okay. $10. Thank you. Everything helps. And with this pledge, you will receive a special thank you video from Doug and will be listed on a thank you page on our site as well. That's pretty good for $10. Yeah, that's fine. Now, you add another $15 to that. So we're at $25. What you get is an autographed photo of Doug, Rob, Malcolm, and Rachel, who I'm assuming are the two people in Demo Reel. Oh, okay. <laughs> Why does this need $5 international shipping? Yeah, that A, a is picture? insane. And yeah, but I have a lot of questions about that. And also, $25 for an autographed picture of Doug? I'm not proud to say it. I'd absolutely pay that right now if we could. <laughs> but. I'd want, like, a poster. Yeah, exactly. That's I'd want, this like, a poster. This is an 8x10. It specifically says. Oh, okay. Don't like that at all. Mm-mm. And also, anybody else in the world. You know, everybody whose brand isn't built around – every other person on earth who hasn't shackled themselves to Doug Walker in the way we have, why do you want an autographed 8 by 10 glossy of him? Well, let me tell you, 378 people <laughs> did. <laughs> yes. Okay. Cool. Awesome. Next, for $50, <laughs> behind-the-scenes access. With this pledge, you'll get exclusive access to videos showing the improvements made to the location, as well as test episode or two for each new shows going forward. After each test episode is ready to go, we'll email you a link to view it. You also get the previous two perks. International shipping, please add $5. <laughs> and then, for $100, only 750 of these will ever be produced. The DVD will fake will feature two new nostalgia critics, one new ask that guy with the glasses, two new video game confessions, and two new bum reviews, as well as some nice behind the scenes videos. The shirt will will be a black shirt featuring the evolution of the nostalgia critic. Shirts are available in men and women up to 2XL. Please let us know your size. You will be getting 10, 15, and $50 perks. International shipping, please add $5. 147 people paid for that. I am fascinated at what that a dvd that dvd with like nostalgia critic deep cuts yeah (laughs) what could he possibly have reviewed those have to have been uploaded somewhere i think that this is the second indiegogo that's what it sounds like is this is the one after it oh yeah like this is like the one where didn't they make like a game show or something after yeah this is where pop culture wars came from yes yeah oh good lord and then for $200, only seven wanted... people got this. <laughs> so there's more tears? Oh, there's more tears. Okay. Doug will record a voicemail greeting or another small video of you within reason. He does that on Cameo for, for like $15 now. I was going to say, yeah. So Tyler of Anamorphing Time and the Bruce Campbell podcast, as a side note, shout out to the Bruce Campbell podcast. Great show. Great show. Uh, got it. me a cameo of Doug saying something, yeah. frankly, without reason. There was no reason involved with that video. Um, and I'm sorry. He did was, not pay $200 for it. $200? Oh, my God. Actually, $100 for that because the other $100 is the previous perks. Right. Yeah. Of course. Naturally. Mm-hmm. Jesus Now, Christ. next, 
five hundred dollars. <laughs> Why did the tears Skype keep going? Call with Doug and Rob. Talk to Doug and Rob via Skype for thirty minutes. Oh my God. They think their time is worth that much. Yeah. So even if we're doing like the your first two hundred dollars, so it's three hundred dollars for thirty minutes. No, it's five hundred dollars. Well, yeah, but so we're chopping out the previous 200, right? Because that's oh, okay. going towards other things. So I'm saying even if we're being as generous to them as we can. That's $10 a minute. It's to still talk $10 a minute to talk to Doug and Rob Walker. Now next. Why? There's more? There's so many more. Oh, my God. I'll stop reading when people stop claiming them. Uh, oh. Nine people claimed that one. Oh, my God. This next one, $750. Doug and Rob will screen your video series and give you some tips and pointers through a Skype call. Only two people claimed that one. I, <laughs> next, super promotion, $1,250. Your show will appear at the end of a Nostalgia Critic episode with a few words from Doug, as well as a link to your show in sight below the Nostalgia Critic that it appears on. Three people claimed that. That one, like, at least it's getting yourself out there. Yeah, I was going to say, like, kind of weird to make that your goal. Like, uh, an Indiegogo, like, tier is like, yeah, I'll promote your stuff. But, like, I get what they're doing. I do – oh, I need to see the three people's videos, though. I'm just There fascinated. are some that were uh, sold out that I can't see what the perk actually was, but I'm just oh. going to keep reading the ones that we can't see. Okay. Oh, my God. $2,000. Watch Doug Christ. film an episode of The Nostalgia Critic and take home a copy of every DVD slash CD we have sold in the store thus far. Note, you will need to arrange your own travel and <laughs> Yes. One person claimed it. Pay us $2,000 and then. Oh, we need to. Oh, my God. The next one. Oh, I keep forgetting that there's more. $3,500. Oh, my God. Have lunch with Doug and Rob. Then go on a tour of our studio and then take home the Deviant CD we have, so we have sold in the store thus far. Mm. I want to say that at this point, it stops giving you the previous ones. <laughs> Phenomenal. So you're just paying $3,500 to hang One out, out of with five Doug. claimed. Also, I don't, maybe I'm just, maybe I just lack business sense. <clears throat> but I feel like if I sold a thing where it was like, you can watch me film in my studio, you'll need to pay for a ride, but whatever. I'd probably like feel like I should get lunch with the person, you know, or like provide food. Yes. Very weird. Okay, last one. Oh, For $6,500, oh, one person has claimed this. Be in a Nostalgia Critic episode. Appear as a character in a Nostalgia Critic episode. You'll need to arrange travel and lodging for Lombard, Illinois. <clears throat> then get a tour of our studio and get dinner with us. Plus, you'll get the DVD slash CD. I, oh my God. Who was this person? We need to... And. So the ones that are sold out were a limited edition metal print. A hundred people claimed that. Sketch by Doug. Don't know what that entails. Ten people claimed that. And site linkage. Four hundred and fifty dollars. Five people claimed that. This is just fascinating. Um, what this our main goal of fifty thousand dollars will allow us to upgrade our lighting, camera, and audio to get our film quality to something more respectable than the Blair Witch Project. We are aiming <clears throat> for at least the sequel. But have the notable goal of surpassing clerks. And if the fates allow, Happy Madison Productions. Let's face it, Grown Ups 2 beat Pacific Rim at the box office. Why can't we look as good as them? Heck, why don't we go so far as to not cast Rob Schneider in our sequel projects as well? That's the noblest goal of all. So, so they're literally asking for lighting, camera, audio, finishing construction, soundproofing. And that's that's it. And pop culture challenge. All of which I would like to note should have been included in the first two hundred thousand um, dollars. I'm trying to find the original one. Also, here's the thing. That little like quippy little thing that they just wrote about like their camera quality. That would be cute if they ever 
got on the level of any of those things that they just mentioned. But notably, they fell short of even the Blair Witch Project, I would argue, because at least the Blair Witch Project was supposed to look that way. I'm sorry, the Horizon has a has an article called to boldly flounder (laughs) got him holy shit that's so good the tale of an internet sensation the nostalgia critic that's incredible oh i'll be reading this later that yeah please send that my way yeah i got you sorry now i'm looking at the four user reviews for uh demo reel on imdb what was it that you said you had on IMDb? Oh, I the the thing I found was the, the two trivia things. Like I said, one was just them going like Doug had to go back to the Nostalgia Critic. And the other one was them saying, in 2007, they came up with an idea that someone else came oh, yeah, up with yeah. in 2001. And I was like, all right, cool, cool. You didn't need to put in parentheses the years. I would have I might have believed that they were the first people. To, well, I wouldn't have believed it, but. I would have at least said that they could make the claim if they didn't have the numbers right next to them. I'm just in awe for $6,500 you have to find your own travel and lodging. Yeah, that is insane. Like, I should be sleeping at Doug's house for that amount of money. Yeah, I should be able to claim Doug's bed. He has to sleep on the couch. Yes. Yeah, Jesus Christ. That is... Holy shit. Oh my god. Everything and about that this was the recovery in Indiegogo. I can't find the original. It's been scrubbed from the internet. Which, to be clear, rightly so, probably. I'm. Probably. I would not want that up there either. But also, I wouldn't want anything ever associated with Doug up on the internet if I was involved with it. So weird that this is the time that they decided to grow a conscience is when money is involved. Weird how that happens. But it's just, yeah, I'm just with. Huh. I'm like, I'm just so in awe because I get. In SARS. Oh, you're back. He's back. He's back. Where did you lose me? I lost you at the beginning. Okay. Fair enough. We have a 10 star review for. Oh, yes. For, uh, for, for, uh, not to boldly flee, for demo reel. Mm -hmm. I'm just going to start this from the beginning. I haven't read it yet. A show I was unsure of. But it won me over is the uh, subject line there. Now, when I heard that Doug Walker was retiring, which he put around quotes because he should, you know, he, he should. The nostalgia critic. I was a little bummed out. However, when I saw the trailer for his new show, Demo Reel, I figured, OK, I'll give this a shot. Which, to be clear, seems to be the headspace that everybody else was in. Just as an editorial yeah. note, everybody went, OK, we'll, we'll give this a shot. We'll try now. The, now, the first episode. The Dark Knight Begins Rising, I thought was funny, but not great. I agree with half of that. Yet I was intrigued by the ensemble cast. There are four people. This is not an ensemble cast. This is a bottle episode cast. There's there's no one here. Anyway, there are four people and 80 percent of the screen time is just Doug. Yeah. And it's yeah ensemble cast. (laughs) Jesus Christ. Um, Okay. Uh, and he puts in parentheses, especially Rob's character, Copenhagen, and the cliffhanger at the end seemed like an interesting story arc. What's the cliffhanger at the end? There's not a cliffhanger at the end. Rachel explodes. That's that's the end of the episode is is the warehouse blows up. That's not a cliffhanger. He just ends halfway through the movie. We he know what happened. Oh, there it is. And then it's yeah. over. Right. And then it's over. Which, it ends. By the way. They're like, we're going to have all of the villains in one movie. They only talk about the Joker. Yeah, thus far, we've Where's only Scarecrow? seen the Joker. Where's Bane? Yeah, I was going to say, Demo Reel, One of the people one, in that two. room, by, like, pure statistics, can do a Bane impression. Yeah, it's not hard. One I mean, out of four people can do a Bane impression. Yeah, I mean— and, and Get a cup and, like, do this, and then I was talk gonna say, into it. it. It's not hard— and we know for a fact that one of them at least would think that he could because someone was trying to do Heath Ledger's Joker. Another yeah. one that isn't – the thing about anything that's iconic enough, right, that has such a large cultural presence is it doesn't need to be a good impression. I do this, and everyone knows I'm doing Bane because that's all you yeah. need to do. You talk like this, 
and everybody knows you're doing the joke. Yeah, it's not hard. Yeah, it's there should be at least any other the, villain. Like, what will break first, your spirit or your body, if you have to? Yeah, like so. Yeah. Anyway, point being, demo reel episode one part two has a lot of villains to fit in, and we'll be it quite does. angry if they don't get them all. I will be. Yeah. I'll, as a quick side note, the uh, the joke about whiteface that was really weird. That Wasn't was sure. really weird. Just wanted to address that. A, uh, the uh, the black actor, uh, the character is I think named Tacoma Narrows, which I is a solid he's name. He's named Malcolm. Malcolm, right? Yes, because his photos in the uh, his mm-hmm. photos included in the yeah he uh, he is the one who they decided was going to play the Joker, and there is a prolonged bit in which he's asking the uh, the actress if she's uncomfortable with him doing whiteface because he's he's painting his face white for the Joker. Um, weird. Didn't like that. Very strange. Why? <laughs> Very clearly, it is a Doug joke. Um, as it might be by, a Rob joke, actually. Might be a, that's a very good point. It's de- Point being, it's not either of the people who's delivering the joke. No. As evidenced by the fact that they're both visibly quite uncomfortable with it as they're delivering it. Like, both yes. of them are clearly going like, I don't, I don't really like this situation, but, you know, oh well. Anyway, we're continuing with this review. This 10-star review. Oh, really? um, oh, my God. Sorry. Um, do you know what the second episode of Demo Reel is called? Because this just hit me like a truck. No. The second episode, parentheses, Wreck-It Ralph versus Angry Birds. Jay once had an Angry Birds-themed birthday party. Not to out Jay, but, like... I mean... When? When she was, like, 14. Like, slightly uh, too okay, old. Okay, but, yeah, no, that, that is... <laughs> That is just slightly too old. I don't uh, remember what age it was, but I remember her telling me and me going, hmm. It's, yeah, just old enough that you, just old enough that you shouldn't be doing it, but not quite old enough that you can pretend that it was ironic retroactively. Right, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it was in that sweet spot. Yeah. Um, I've been getting a lot of ads for Angry Birds on, like, mobile devices lately, which is strange, because they're not advertising, like, a new Angry Birds game. I'm just getting advertisements for Angry Birds 2 all of a sudden. And I'm like, I Weird. this game came out when I was in middle school. Why are you trying to sell it to me now? But anyway. Anyway, back to the review. Sorry, yeah. Wreck-It Ralph versus Angry Birds is what we have Holy to look shit. forward to. Which, oh my god. I thought was hilarious. With this one, I could see where Doug was wanting to take the show. And I was sold. I'm so excited. Guys, we might have to take all of this back. Who can say? Um, <laughs> wow, will we have egg on our face next week? Yeah. Uh, it, it was something that very much had the same sense of humor that Doug and Rob Walker had brought before with the Nostalgia Critic. So and not good. Even, yeah, so it was bad. And they even managed to throw in a few subtle references, but also was very different. Um, what? Don't know what that means. <laughs> a few subtle references, but also was very different. But also was very different. Oh, I see. So the show had the same sense of humor, but it was very different. Oh, and it had a few subtle references to the nostalgia critic. Guys, commas are important. Be careful with your parenthetical notes. I know I'm going to become an English teacher. You're allowed to make fun of me for saying these sorts of things. (laughs) It genuinely, it's harder to read if you're not careful with these sorts. Anyway, uh, now the third episode, is he doing, he's going episode by episode. Holy shit. The The third episode, parentheses, lost in translation, bromance version. Oh my God. I was actually taken aback. I felt it was both pretty funny, but also had a lot of heart to it. To me, it felt this was Doug telling a story that seemed very personal. One I could actually relate to. (laughs) I want to watch this so bad! Oh, guys. Oh, we need to keep this in mind as we go forward. The final two episodes, parentheses, The Blair Witch Hangover and The Blair Witch Hangover. Okay, I guess they're... They're both the part same. Part one and part two, I suppose. He didn't include part one and part two. Maybe they did just name them the exact same thing. <laughs> there's um, a chance. There's a non-zero chance. Uh, the final two episodes is a great two-part episode that you could mm-hmm. almost see as the end of the first season, or in this case, the end of the series, which is a shame. <laughs> I personally love this new show. I felt it was funny, original, and contained the same feel of the Nostalgia Critic, but a little more well-rounded. <laughs> However, it appears that Doug has decided to hang up Demo Reel in favor of bringing back the Nostalgia Critic. 
I'll keep watching Doug's work. I just wish maybe he didn't have to cancel this one. At the very least, I hope they put it out on DVD on the website. Man. Well, the good news is you could back the Indiegogo and then get it on DVD. Along with all other DVDs they've ever made for the low, low mm-hmm. price of 6500 U.S. dollars. And you get to have dinner with them. You also get Imagine to have what dinner with Doug. For that one person, what was that dinner like? What a malevolent spirit. If you, if you're listening to this and you have and you if you donated to this Indiegogo at all, any level, to this, please contact us. We need to know more about this. I, if you guys, have the eight by ten photo, if you have that metal print, if you have the D, I will buy that DVD off of you. I was gonna say, if you have any of these things, please get in contact with us. I'm gonna, I'll send you my home address right now. It's like <laughs> a show of good faith. And then we'll talk prices. I need these things. But it's just, I just don't, I'm in awe. Every time I think about Demo Reel, any aspect of it, I, it's it's a multifaceted gemstone. The camera angles, not, not to get like super, because like he didn't know what he was doing. Let's be honest here. Yeah. But the camera angles, just to do a visual gag, are like this the whole time. Yeah. Like staring at the ceiling. Why? Again, like I said, like it. The half finished ceiling yeah, of you, the Stephanie Meyer bunker. These that and that if that was intentional, which I don't think it was, but if we're gonna give him some credit and say it was, once again, the problem is it's it's indistinguishable from everything else you've ever done. You have to show you know the rules in order to break them effectively. Yeah. Or at least break them in a way that is clearly a wink at the audience. Like I said, like in Dark Place where there's like a character's forehead is like sliced off by the framing. Or it's like that obviously wasn't a mistake. But this is either him attempting to execute a joke but being too subtle. And just we know with, Doug for stuff yeah, subtlety. Exactly. I was going to say with Doug's track record, I have doubt that he uh, was capable of <laughs> subtly inserting a joke into something without – I don't know, grinding everything to a halt for five minutes to focus on the joke. Or maybe it was just incompetence and he didn't know how to film things. But again, knowing Doug, I when would that ever be the case? Good Lord. I just, okay, I'm clicking through right now. I'm trying to remember because I know that there's stuff we've forgotten to talk about here. But, I mean. There's got to be, but like we've spent an hour talking about this. Yeah. And there's just guys, it's so rich. It it's like a great work of literature. I could spend the rest of my life studying demo reel and not come to terms with what I've seen. <laughs> I just want you all to know this. I um, feel like we need some guests on these demo reels. Yeah, we've got to get some guests on. Um oh actually I think Ethan asked if he could come on and I just completely forgot to follow. So guys, we're gonna have some guests. Um, <laughs> we just have to get other people to talk about demo reel with us because it's crazy. Yeah, smoke is going to pour out of my ears next episode if we're not careful. Like, I just – it does not compute. That's all I can say. This Once again, we're reacting to Demo Reel the same way that Doug reacted to the back credit card. But, you know, it's like, what else is there to do? I – okay, anyway. I'm at yeah. a loss, basically. This is our um, call to action, yeah. So follow us on social media, do all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Get in contact with us. If you were in any way involved with funding any of these projects, yes. you need to atone for your sins or somehow. Or if you have, like, if you can find the original Indiegogo, I assume it was an Indiegogo, please send me yeah. the link. Yeah, send it our way. We could find it. We just don't want to. And frankly... I'll put in a little bit of time, but, like, I'm probably going to have to use the Wayback Machine and, like, yeah. do all sorts of shit. So Yeah, and the problem if with If you all have things, it easily... <laughs> Send it our way, please. Yeah. Yes. Because the problem with all these things is inevitably, because I, I could do the same thing, you know, like Internet Archive, Wayback Machine, any of those things. Inevitably, though, you stop and you go, why am I why am I doing this for Doug Walker? You know, and then you <laughs> just have to sit there and think. I've the done this is, before. Is that when this I've is tracked a love letter to Doug. Yeah, this is this. Is, this is <laughs> <laughs> Oh, my God. Um, if you want to join us on the Patreon, uh, we talked about something requested by one of our listeners and friends, I believe. I don't think a patron, though. So this just goes I to show. I don't think a patron. Guys, we don't have very many patrons. You can request. We'll talk about things on the Patreon. You don't even have to pay us. You oh, just yeah. You can hear us talking about them. Um, 
but yeah, so join us on the Patreon. But again, if you were in any way involved with any of these things, yes. please, please contact us. Or if you, uh, if you just, if you're a listener or a, you think of some, you can think of someone who might be fun to get on to talk about this. Uh, let us know. We'll get some guests. We'll shake things up. Um, thank you all for joining us on this journey into hell. Holy it has shit. only just begun. Um, yeah, thank you, everybody. We no longer have an outro. <laughs>